Are you interested in learning skills to tackle a specific problem in your school, district, or local union? Consider applying for an OEA Empowerment Academy to receive the support you need to take action. Details at grow.oregoned.org. You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association and a proud member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network. OEA Grow is by members for members. In Season 8, we're all in this together with Beth Aidlaw. Welcome back to Season 8 of OEA Grow Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Aidlott, and we're continuing our discussion about the many connections educators can make to support their efforts in helping our students. Today, we're happy to have Melissa Grothy, a fourth grade teacher at Lewis and Clark Elementary in Astoria, to talk to us about how educators can reach out to their communities. Uh, As we begin our conversation, Melissa, can you tell us a bit about yourself and what led you into the education profession? Oh my gosh. I, uh, as you said, am a fourth grade teacher here in Astoria. I'm in Astoria because it's where I was born and raised. I was really fortunate to grow up in this area and still have family and friends in the area. Um, And I left for school and taught in other districts, um, but Astoria has always kind of been my home base, and it's so beautiful that I wanted to make sure I was able to come home, so to speak, and teach uh, here in the community that raised me and give back to that community. So it's really neat to be here, and I think this is year six, uh, just wrapping up, year six of my my time uh, teaching back in my, my home district. So it's really neat, like I said, to be a product of the district and be able to work here and help raise up the next generation of Astoria School District kids. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And that's yeah. actually what we're <laughs> talking about today. Uh, you obviously feel a part of your community. You grew up here. Did you go to this elementary school? I did not. Um, when I was in elementary school, we had neighborhood schools for elementary um, and so I attended Astor, John Jacob Astor Elementary School, best known for kindergarten cop. Um, but now I teach at Lewis and Clark um, because we are now separated out to have a kindergarten through second grade building at Astor and then third through fifth grade here in my building. So um, I did actually volunteer in this building uh, in high school. My mom used to be the um, instructional assistant in the library here. And so I would uh, volunteer after I was done with school in order to uh, work on my community service uh, skills and build up my resume for college. And I was what we call uh, in our district a cadet teacher as well here, um, a high schooler that you know was scheduled into a classroom uh, and volunteered in a classroom with different teachers. And so I got to work. Um, I was really fortunate to be able to work with my former fourth grade teacher from Astor School who had moved to this building. Um, and I worked in his classroom and that was kind of where the light bulb turned on that uh, I, I watched you know, the light literally come on in a kid's head, it felt like. Um, And I threw away all my plans to be an interior designer and started from scratch planning 
how on earth I could move forward to become a teacher instead. So, um, yeah, and here I am. <laughs> and I'm sure your fourth graders are very happy that, that you're in the classroom. So. And well, we're at that time of the year when probably they are right now. Uh, you know, it's celebration time for them. It yes. seems as if you were kind of destined to end up. Uh, you you grew up there uh, uh, and you did your first teaching there. Um so now let's talk about the teachers that might have different experience. Um, the teachers yeah. who don't feel quite a part of the community. They're definitely in the classroom. They're definitely competent in their classroom. But when they leave the classroom or leave the school, they might not feel as comfortable as you do. Can you speak to that oh, for a little sure. bit? Yeah. Um, I, I've been hearing, you know, as I serve as the uh, president of my local union. And so I've heard from newer teachers or people that are newer to the area that they have had a hard time um, feeling like they belong uh, in the community and uh, out, you know, like even within like the school building, uh, like they feel just like, like they're contained to those four walls of their classroom is like their, their space. Um, and so they're feeling like it's a challenge to get connected um, to other people in the community, to other organizations, or to having any sort of like social connections uh, outside their own classroom. And I, as someone who has those connections, I'm really fortunate in that way. I felt, I've been feeling really terrible because I'm like, gosh, that is not the Astoria experience I want you to have. I really want other people to enjoy being here and feel like they belong here because Astoria, once you get to know it, is a really wonderful community uh, with seriously some of the nicest people you'll ever get to know and get to meet. Um, and I want everyone to ha have that experience um, and not feel like Astoria is just a stepping stone or a place that they'll never quite feel at home in. Um, and so with that in mind, that has been just really on my heart and really something that I have been thinking about heavily in the last year or two, especially with our history, uh, the last few years with COVID restrictions where people didn't get to have really truly any other community um, because of um, lockdown times and really being limited to spaces you could go and the amount of people you could interact with. Um, it just has made me really thoughtful that, gosh, that that period was hard for me and I'm from here. I can't imagine being new to the area, ending up in a COVID scenario and really having nothing and no one to fall back on uh, or feel like you have anything to fall back on in terms of any sort of belonging and community space. So that's kind of where we're sitting in Astoria, at least for some of those newer people. Mm -hmm. And I think I think we're all still recuperating from that time during the pandemic and teachers having to teach at a distance um, and, and all the difficulties of that. I think all of us are, are still recuperating with how do we join back into the community. Um, but for teachers who might be new to the area, it's even more difficult because they were kind of thrown into isolation um, like that. Do you think this is a problem uh, that's unique to Astoria? 
I do not think it is a problem that is unique to Astoria. I imagine that in other um, smaller towns and honestly, even in larger cities that it can be really challenging to find solid connections. I know like when I think about going to Portland, I can think of lots of places I can go and visit and things to do, but with such a large population, am I going to necessarily right away find people that I feel connected to um, and be able to build relationships in terms of like friendships um, outside of my classroom walls kind of, or outside of my school building. And so I imagine that that is probably an issue across the state that people feel like they are seeking for a place to belong, seeking community. Um, Like you said, especially after this whole COVID period that we're now still working our way out of. um, I know for me, it's been, it feels so good to be able to spend time with friends and family now. And it's something that I hope that I don't take for granted after our experiences. Um, And so I know that if someone is feeling that, that distance or that remoteness from a, from their community groups, um, that that could be really challenging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think, do you think there's a difference? You brought up uh, Portland being an urban place. Do you think it's something that's, that it makes a difference, whether it's rural or urban? I could see it kind of both ways in in a way. I Um, think so too. Um, For me, it's really funny when I go out places people joke that I'm the mayor of Astoria because it seems that everywhere I go, I know somebody, Um, (laughs) but that's part of living and being from here. And then also being involved in our schools and knowing parents and students and being involved in other community things that I've had the opportunity to get to know people. Um, And so when I see someone, I'm like, Oh, hello, I know you. Yes. You know, you like say the greetings and all those things. Um, in a small town where it feels like you know a lot of people and you run into everybody under the sun at the grocery store, I think if you're an outsider, it can very much feel challenging um, to see if like, you know, if you, am I going to fit in? Am I going to get to know these people? Do these people want me here? Um, Just like in the big city, I imagine it's the same where you could potentially, especially like maybe in your neighborhoods, really get to know people and have that small smaller space feeling, um, but still, um, have that kind of thought that like, Ooh, where do I fit in, in this really large space and in this really large community? So I think you're right. It could go both ways that you Mm -hmm. could feel Mm -hmm. really lost and disconnected either way, or potentially find really strong bonds and build really great relationships Mm -hmm. and connections depending kind of on your actions in a way <laughs> as well. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's it's an honor to speak to the mayor of Astoria, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sure, I'm sure that your colleagues take advantage of that to introduce them around. Um, uh, so, so let's, let's talk, uh, how, how's your school district dealing with this? Um, if, because you are getting new teachers coming in, it's after the pandemic, it's like, it's safe to go out, we hope. Um, yes. What, what's your school district doing? Um, what's I will say what's really neat in our district is that they are taking this issue um, and the issue of wanting to like 
keep teachers and have this be a space that they want to belong and want to spend their time uh, and want to teach and grow, they are taking this issue really um, quite seriously. Um, like I'm sure other districts, we've had a history of turnover um, depending on building environments, depending on pay, obviously all the things that cause people to stay or go. Um, but our district has really been working hard this year to figure out how to keep people. Um, they're really passionate. Our superintendent really has been leading this and taking a big step and a big role in teacher retention and trying to find ways to help teachers feel that this is a space for them and a space they want to stay. So we actually um, used some of the teacher retention grant money that we've received. I know other districts um, often spent their money in terms of like a bonus for teachers, and it was an addition to their paycheck. Our, our district has really been um, creative with their spending, I would say. And we've done some really awesome things in terms of trying to get down to the heart of the matter. Um, one issue for our, our region, for Clatsop County, is that we have a really limited number of daycare providers, especially for anybody who has children that are not of school age. And so it, the, like the waiting list to get in with your two-year-old to a preschool or daycare is quite lengthy and there are limited options. And so our district took some of our retention money knowing that we have teachers leaving because they simply can't find childcare. So they're going somewhere else that will provide them with that resource. Um, they worked with the local city run um, daycare and preschool in order to literally reserve space for Astoria school district employees, children. And so we actually have a 10 year uh, reservation for 10 slots a year um, in that city daycare center, which is really fantastic because especially coming out of COVID when there were such tight restrictions and illness was closing down every other daycare every other day, <laughs> childcare was becoming this critical issue. Um, and so being able to help families feel like this district is investing in them um, is a big way that we're hoping to retain people and keep them here. The other thing that they have done <clears throat> is that they, and by they, I mean the district, the superintendent, um, the admin, like the district office administrators, they have uh, put together this year a listening session in which they invited basically anyone in our certified staff that wanted to attend. Uh, and we held kind of some like roundtable discussions talking about major reasons that people either stay or cause people to go. Um, and one of those topics that came up is this idea of belonging and this idea of um, feeling like this is a community that you want to stay in. And hearing that again, like came to the forefront of my mind, I wanted to be sure to figure out how we can support our membership in this manner. And so it's been really um, interesting for me to be involved in this whole process from beginning to continuation right now. Um, they, we had a lot of teachers, younger, newer teachers to our area that were talking about 
how Astoria is a hard place to feel like they fit in or a hard place to build connections. Um, and like I told mentioned earlier, that's just, it's hard for me to hear because I, I don't necessarily feel that way myself right now. Um, and so I want to make sure that everyone is able to hopefully build a good connection here and find the side of Astoria that I know so well. So it's exciting to see um, the district putting their money where their mouth is, essentially, uh, when it comes to re retention and having teachers feel like this is a good place for them. Um, everyone that attended those listening sessions and those roundtables uh, were compensated for their time, which I also think is really important um, because if you want true feedback, um, you have to feel like you're being valued as well. And so I think the district is really hitting the nail on the head when they have selected to spend their grant money in this way to really figure out what the problems are and get down to the core issues. So yeah, it's exciting. And I'm hoping that the future keeps moving forward and that the district is, um, I'm just looking forward to see what happens after the summer. You know, right now we're kind of in a, the, the lull time, but I'm really looking forward to um, them picking things back up and getting things rolling again in August in terms of looking at this retention uh, and these key issues. Oh, that sounds wonderful because retention yeah. is such a major problem in our state. And I think everywhere it, it is just really hard to get the good educators and to make them know that it's worthwhile to stay. Um, I, I exactly. Think that that's great. And um, so, yes. So Astoria is saying, hey, yeah. you're not isolated up there. You're, you're um, correct. You're part of it, right. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, we want you here. You belong here. <laughs> uh, my understanding was, is that way back uh, a long time ago, Astoria was kind of isolated. Uh, it was hard to get to up the coast. Is that right? I'm not a native Oregonian, so I don't know the history oh. there. But um, it's it. What I'm hearing is that it was difficult to get there. But uh, now, you know, yes, uh, I I just love what you're doing for the teachers there. Um, is this it, it, this is kind of a holistic approach to the educators' lives, isn't it? Saying that their existence is not you didn't hire them just to be in the classroom. It's also outside of the classroom and exactly enjoy the community, um, which it sounds like you're doing. It sounds like you've always done it. Uh, I, I have to ask, I'm sorry. Do, do you see your fourth graders at the grocery store sometimes? Um, do you run oh gosh, into your yes. fourth graders? <laughs> Are they surprised that the teacher, that you have a life outside of the classroom? <laughs> Often the first time they see me, it's like the wide-eyed, like, oh, look it, she's real. <laughs> and then they like are like either great about coming up and saying hello, or they're like awkwardly shying away, like hiding behind their adult human that they're, you know, at the store with or wherever. <laughs> like, yeah. please don't make eye contact. Please don't talk to me. <laughs> so yes, I always my, try to respect that. <laughs> my only relationship with you is in the classroom, just yes. between these hours and stuff. Um, so so um, I have to ask, how does this help the students then to see that their teachers are a part of the community and they can run into them at the grocery store or oh my gosh. at a fair or something. I, 
Yeah, it's a great, it's, for me, it's been a great way to build that connection and build that relationship with my students. Um, I feel like that's constantly talked about in education that, you know, in order to be successful, you build relationships. And one way that that is done is by like running into them at the grocery store or out at a restaurant or at the movie theater and, you know, being able to have, if the student says hello to you, you know, having the opportunity to ask like, what are you, what are you guys here to see, you know, and like get to know their interests and get to know, um, get to know honestly, like their families outside of school, not sitting across from you at the table during conferences only, um, and having their families know that you also are a part of the community and that it, that you, that it matters that their community, that their child, that this place that they are raising their kids matters to you as well. So, um, I have to say, I have a handful of kids whose parents work for one of the local um, craft breweries. And so I've been very fortunate to benefit from that in terms of like running into them. <laughs> They'll have their kids there after work and they're always just like, oh, hi, Miss Grothy. Hi, Miss Grothy. I'm like, well, here I am. <laughs> and thankfully their parents are generous and understand that teachers also need time to relax and enjoy themselves and enjoy the things that our community has to offer. So they're always really great sports and are like, you know, give Miss Grothy a break. You'll see her again on Monday. <laughs> so well, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I love that. So it's a joint effort. So the, the yeah. students get the strong idea that uh, their parents are partners with the teachers and that, Most definitely. The, uh, and that education is not just confined to the classroom. I think I think exactly that's true. wonderful. And and um, then how does this, it definitely affects the educators in their lives and to feel a part of the community. I have a feeling it also improves their pedagogy, their, their the education experience for their students, for their teaching, because they have the entire community to draw on, I would think. Um, oh, my gosh, yes. Um one thing I think is really important is like that when you are new to an area, um, getting to understand the community and know the environment in which, I mean, you're not going to know hundred percent perfectly, but getting to understand kind of the general environment, um, in which you're teaching, in which your students are living, having that understanding of, I mean, I think in terms of like politics, things that are important to the people in the community, things, you know, that are there like moral compasses and getting to know that about students and families and about the community in which you're now working and teaching and living um, can be really powerful because I know there's so many things that I want to impart onto my students, but I also have to meet students and families where they are um, and try and find like a, a middle ground in order to bridge gaps uh, and build those connections and relationships. And by really finding yourself out and about in the community, building, like I said, building those connections, building those relationships in the community, you can have a better understanding of like, what is it that my kids are going home to? Or what is it that um, my students are experiencing in their lives outside of the four walls of my classroom so that I can think about how to best meet their needs when they are inside my space? Um, it's really... It, it makes a difference because I know that I can communicate 
specifically in one way with one family and that form of communication or that style of communication won't necessarily work for another family because they, they're not in that same space or they're not in that same, uh, they don't have the same resources and things like that. So it's really important to figure out um, where they are in terms of where they are teaching um, and not just in a geographical sense, but in a community and social settings in which you're going to find yourself or in which your students find themselves on a daily basis so that you can know best how to reach your students and connect with your students. That sounds wonderful. So how would you suggest a new teacher coming into an area, not knowing anyone, how would you suggest they make contacts? Um, I guess it depends on the area, but um, are there general things they can do since it seems to be so important? Can I give two Two sides, I guess, is what I would say. I would say in terms of people that have been there, uh, teachers that have been in the area, teachers that are familiar with the area, uh, with the community, um, develop some sort of system or some sort of information, something to offer to new teachers, people that are new to the area. One thing I love about my district is that we had a couple teachers who had this brainchild idea that they were going to make a slide deck that had all the different restaurants, different things to do, places to go, like key information about all the things that you could think of in terms of the community of Astoria. And that PowerPoint then, that slide deck is shared with all new people coming into the district. Um, And we now keep it updated. I'm part of the team that works on it and we keep it updated. So if a business opens or a business closes, um, that can be shared out to say like, oh, you just moved to the area and you're looking for a place to go out for dinner here. Here's some great restaurants that you can choose from. We recommend, um, you know, it's your opportunity then to get to know local businesses. Um, so I want to say for people that are veterans to an area, please lend a hand. Uh, Please step in and support people that are new coming in. It doesn't have to be you physically inviting them out constantly to places or to activities, but at least providing some sort of resources for them. But do invite them out and connect them as well. Um, And then in terms of people that are new to an area, um, I think my first recommendation, honestly, would be to contact the local chamber of commerce because they will have the pulse kind of on the community in terms of businesses, events. Um, they'll know organizations uh, that you can get involved with. Our, our local chamber hosts a bunch of events during the year and they're constantly looking for volunteers. So if you see an opportunity, whether it's on social media or you hear about it on the news, however you can get connected in terms of you know, like signing up for the Chamber's newsletter, um, get connected in that way so you can find ways to get yourself out there. And volunteering, honestly, is probably my number one recommendation for how to build community and how to get yourself invested into, or, you know, or how to get yourself connected to a community. Um, Not only will you get the opportunity to meet new people, but you'll also have the opportunity um, to show that you care 
and to show that you're invested in this community as well. Um, and it's a great way to, like I said, build connections, make friends. And in a way, you're kind of doing that, filling someone else's cup, but also filling your own uh, by offering volunteer services. And it doesn't have to be all the time. If there's like an annual event that you think sounds fun, get connected uh, in that way. We have local organizations as well in our community. And I'm sure if Astoria has social media and networks around that, I'm sure that other small to huge towns and cities also have some similar components um, looking for ways to get connected. I mean, it'd be worth emailing local rotary groups or um, like business associations to find out about ways that you can volunteer in the community, just sending an email. I know people laugh about millennials like me, uh, not like <laughs> not enjoying making phone calls. So don't make the phone call if you're not comfortable with that. Shoot an email out to somebody <laughs> instead or um, send a Facebook message um, in order to like get connected with a group or an organization that you have seen in your scrolling on social media. Um, I like to volunteer with a couple organizations in town. Um, we have a couple festivals. One is our Scandinavian uh, Midsummer Festival. And although I'm not involved in any way in the planning, I know that they're constantly looking for volunteers. And so for the last few years, I've volunteered my time to help out. Uh, and it can be honestly for like an hour that I spend and it matters. And now I've built connections with the people in that organization. Um, and they know that they can rely on me as someone that if they need help in the future, I'm someone that they could reach out to and maybe I'm available to help out in another way as well. Um, I've also been involved in our local, we call it the regatta festival for people that are familiar with the Portland Rose festival going on right now. Uh, it's our, much smaller town version <laughs> of <laughs> uh, kind of like a town heritage festival in a way. Um, and getting connected through that has really built a lot of relationships for me, especially in the last uh, five, six years um, since I've moved back home to my hometown, um, not having all of the people that I knew from high school be here, uh, needing to build new relationships. That's been a major way for me to get connected back into the community. And I've just started out by simply volunteering for one thing. Uh, and then my connections there grew and my responsibilities grew. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. But um, it's a, it's been a fun way to get to know people that have been in my community for longer than I've been there um, and to get to know people newer to the community as well and kind of in a weird way, bridge the gap between those longstanding residents that have been born and raised and lived here for six decades to those who moved in in the last, you know, five years. Um, it's been a really great way to make those connections. I think if people um, talk with, if you have like a parent or a couple parents um, of students that you know that you're comfortable speaking with, it would be worthwhile, especially like if your school has like a PTO group, um, reach out to some of the people in charge of that and ask if they have ways for you to get connected or if they know of um, 
opportunities for teachers to volunteer or just community members, I should say, to volunteer um, and be a part of something, um, whether that is, you know, maybe there's maybe it's Little League baseball and they need someone to help run the snack shack or (laughs) something like that. They might have a way that you can kind of build more relationships and build better connections with your students, parents, and community as a whole. Um, And it's just, it does take kind of sometimes coming out of your shell. It does take putting yourself out there and taking a risk. Um, And there is the opportunity for, you know, failure and struggle. But I think that is part of the power of figuring out where you fit in, where this, you know, like what you offer to a community uh, and what the community can give back to you as well. Um, I think often of like, you get what you give. So giving of yourself means that you will, in theory, get back um, that, that same connection, that same involvement from the people that you're getting to know and getting to meet. Um, it might mean joining a local gym, uh, especially like smaller local gyms. I know like 24 hour fitness is probably like a go-to for people cause it's big and everywhere. Um, but if you can get connected with local gym, we have a local run group actually, that is totally and completely coordinated by one of the teachers in our district. Um, and they put together a two day a week, um, exercise activity that, like even if you're not a runner, they say show up and walk uh, and then they go and uh, enjoy a beverage at a local business after they've done their workout and they've earned themselves that uh, <laughs> that reward. And then it's a great way to build connection there because the I will say in Astoria, the run club uh, involves people from all walks of life. It's not just teachers, um, business owners, um gosh, people that are retired. Um, And now I know one of our teachers uh, joined that when she first moved to the area. And she now has this great group of friends that she goes backpacking with every summer from people that she met in this run club. And I just think, how cool is that, that she's built this whole community um, for herself and all these opportunities for herself simply by putting herself out there and going for a walk one day. Uh, she has now built a bunch of relationships and a bunch of friendships. Um, and so, like I said, it's one of those where you have to sometimes be the, be the person, take that risk, take the plunge, um, dip more than your toe in. (laughs) Sometimes you got to get a whole, sometimes you got to get a whole leg in before you're, uh, able to really see the, the benefits and see, see the, the payoff. But, Um, like I said, finding those local connections, whether it's the chamber of commerce, having opportunities to volunteer local organizations that are probably constantly seeking people to lend a hand and help out or finding those connections. Maybe it's through, like I said, a health class of some sort, um, in order to be, a part of the community yourself and have the community be part of your life then. Mm-hmm. All of those things work. And it, it reminds us that the students in the classroom are not just in the classroom. They're part of that community. So it's our connection with them. Yeah. So um, yes. 
thanks. Thanks so much for talking with us today. Melissa, you've reminded us that the public schools and the educators were part of the community. Uh, And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to OEA Grow Season 8. We're all in this together. Thanks. Thank you, Beth. I appreciate it. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit grow.oregonad.org.